0: it's a good show hi this is john easdale from dramarama and you're listening to radio eight ball with your host andras
1: jones welcome to radio eight ball give us a shake we're in the studio tempting fate With Jeffrey Gaines putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake, Jeffrey Gaines. It's the Radio 8 Ball. eight ball show it's the radio oh 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 it's the radio eight ball
0: show
1: Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here in the studio with our musical guest, Jeffrey Gaines. What's up, people? He is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divination, and what oracle fodder it is. Holy cow, I'm... As I said, I'm falling in love. It happens every time. Sometimes a little more than others. And uh, speaking of speaking of falling in love, I'm inviting one of my longest longest love affairs in the rock and roll business. Someone who's been a guest on the show many times. We have two rock stars in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome our special guest, Marty Coyle. Oh my God! Thank you so much for having me again. Forever in blue jeans. Here Forever he is. In blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a diamond in the rough. <laughs> nice. Uh how are you how are you doing with 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 Neil Diamond's uh the latest announcement? It's, it's um, time, so. um
2: you know I I'm uh, I, he had an incredible career and still does. I I you know the frailties of just the human being mm-hmm. are sort of, you know, I, and this has been lamented like timelessly especially right now because we're looking at you know all these people that are from the golden age and we're sort of counting down Mm -hmm. um You know, this is how it goes, man. Yeah, this is sort of the gig. Well,
1: I didn't mean to start us on a bummer. No, I'm already. I know. I woke up from a nap in
2: a a fragile state, so be be gentle.
1: You're going to be performing with uh, as part of the with your band All Day Sucker at the event that we were talking about in our last segment with David Jenkins, the Wild Honey event. It was a sweetheart. Uh, Can you you tell us what Buffalo Springfield song you're going to be doing?
2: We're doing a song called "We'll See," which was uh, only released on the box set. It was released. The, uh, there's two versions of it on the box set. There's an acoustic one that has an extra verse that I believe is just Steven and Richie in the studio doing a demo. Um, and then there's the band version. And it's uh, to say it's rollicking. We've actually decided to play it a hair slower, and for somebody like me who wants everything amped up, because I don't feel that there's energy and excitement unless it's like the attractions at you know the pop festival sort of thing. I uh, I was like, wow, we could we could probably we could probably <laughs> take it down a hair because I think we're losing some of the Motown sort of the inherent soulful quality of it. But we've we've done we were fortunate enough that we're doing a song that. Is not well known, so that we can take some liberties. Got it. Yeah, with it.
1: And you I were, know, you were also, it. and you were telling us, uh, telling me just as you came in here that you are that your uh, your daughter has, in just a matter oh, of okay. moments, <laughs> outstripped you in rock cred, and now has Ozzy Osbourne as her Instagram uh, godfather. I, I, I don't know what. Ha- so my daughter and I every morning.
2: We, uh, When I take her to school, uh, I have her half of the time. And when I take her to school, I like to get there early. Um, and then I realize, like, well, we have, like, 15 minutes in the car. So we listen to my favorite music and stuff that I've played for her. And then we sing along. And so I went, at one point, a couple years ago, I, or whenever it was, I said... Well, let's just film this. Like as a goof, let's just film us listening to Fishbone and listening to you know Blondie or listening to Elvis Costello or listening to Jellyfish or you know Joe Jackson or any of these people that I. This admire. is why we.
1: This is why I love this man. His, and, his record collector. And is my so favorite.
2: we. Uh, and it's it. It was an offshoot from like every morning when she was uh, two years old and three years old, I we would pick out a record and she would put it on and I took a picture of her like Holly Hobby like from behind with the record player and diapers or whatever and then years I made like a book from it because I had like hundreds of pictures of her with my favorite Joni Mitchell blue and you know blood and chocolate and you know all these records and it was just her and I turned them into shams on my bed to like things and so this was sort of the logical offshoot is that now she could sing and it turns out she's got a great ear great pitch and her instincts I go back and I listen and watch later and I'm like wow She picked out, you know, inflections that I sort of didn't realize. And she doesn't understand harmony in so much as the the mathematics of it. She just can hear something and sort of do it. And because my mom and her brothers and sisters sang, I grew up with it. And so um, it's just weird to watch a legacy passed down with no prior knowledge of what that actually is. Like, oh, I have brown hair. And you have brown hair or whatever it is. She doesn't. But so... It led to us doing this thing. And I said, well, why don't I put this Instagram thing up? Because everybody kept liking it. And I said, well, let me. So I'm not doing this twice on my personal page, which has just like us doing our stuff. I said, I'll just make one that's only of that. And so we have like 75 videos. And then I made it public a week ago. And then I guess Sharon Osbourne saw that we did Sabbath. We did Paranoid yesterday I saw and it then, it was great I and thought Ozzy yeah. hit it and now we had
1: 2 million people I think I gotta exploding. say I think it's the mis- I think the her, the missing teeth like she's got the she's kid thing she's one missing and like tooth right now. that particular that, that, and that yeah. as a viewer as watch- there was something about that and the Ozzy Osborne. That was just so perfect. Well, she's, you know, she out. She's so much more Aussie than Ozzy will ever be again. Well, you probably. know, and no she, offense. I just,
2: I now, but I feed her baby doves. So, yeah, yeah. So, but it's yeah. So, so we. So that is, if you if you are on Instagram, it's at B and Daddy Cartoons T U N E S. And cool. That's how
1: it is. People should check it out. And you know and what? That these, these, you know, all these links yeah. are in this. Thing. Oh, so, great! Thanks. And All Day Sucker have been on the show. This is like has been on the show uh, twice. Once on their own. Once as part of the Tom Petty tribute. Right. You've been on the show many times, asking questions. I asked yeah. you to be a guest I when we had Mose Mo's Allison. Allison.
2: That was an honor.
1: And so now, since you've had we've had lots of time with you on the show, Absolutely. people have gotten a chance Absolutely. to know you. you. can always listen back. To and that you, stuff. you know, but so what is your question for the Pop um, Oracle? You know. First of all, let me say, because I'm newer friends with
2: Jeffrey, he came into town to do a record, and, you know, invariably, whoever's J.J., he was up at J.J.'s house, or they were recording with some of the guys, and Chris Price, who we've mentioned, um, I heard about him before I got to meet him, and I talked about Manny last time I was in here and I don't mm-hmm. want to get I'm, I'm in a like I said I woke up from a nap and I've been in a really weird psychic state so I'm like really sort of like that last song I was almost out there almost crying mm-hmm. and I'm not that guy so I, I don't know how this is going to go but um, I heard about Jeffrey in the same way that I heard about Manny like there's this guy and he loves Elvis Costello like you love Elvis and he'll show up and you guys are going to get along or whatever and so he showed up at the Kibitz. And from, it was like love at first sight He came up and just started singing and I was like
0: Is that the guy?
2: Because I was like started singing a song And then he was like singing harmony on like Beyond Belief You know, right off the bat And I just went, oh my god It was like another kindred spirit So hearing he was just coming back into town Just coming back into town I was like, man, I'm just, I hope I get to bump into him So when you asked me for this, I was like First of all, to do your show And to come here and and be reminded of Of how much resentment I have for a show with Rick with Morty in the title <laughs> I always forget um, and I'm hoping one day somebody goes get that guy a voiceover um, I was just happy to be here in the same room as Jeffrey again because I'm a, I'm a big fan of his talent um, that being said and this has nothing to do with it I, I, I can't I'd be remiss as a parent of a child not to bring up the fact that we talked about a shooting last time we were in here and today having another one I don't want to make that the focal point. I'm going to go with something with a bit of levity, but I just because we talked about it last time and we were sort of like, I wonder what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, no. When when we uh, we uh, the last time you were on the show, we were it was we were doing the Tom Petty tribute, and the first question I asked because I always ask a downer question or a, or a too intimate question <laughs> was like, it? Well, like, what is this? You know, what is the synchronicity of Tom Petty's death coinciding with this massive shooting at a music festival, which? The kind of people who loved Tom Petty's music, and what is the synchronicity of that? And you played, it came up crawling back to you, and you played crawling back to you, and we had a, an intense conversation about it. just. Yeah, so, the only reason yeah. I
2: brought that up is just because of today's, I mean, exactly. you know, the day of the shooting. It's in just, you yeah. know, it's, I mean, just being a parent and also with everything else, seeing just the, the bitter frustration of the whole thing, and also being in this really weird state and sort of. You know, what I wanted to ask was, like, when will this crippling existential nausea, like, wash off of me and let me, you know, move on with a, with a life of, of smiles and being able to be grateful and appreciative? But instead, <laughs> I'm going to ask...
1: Awesome.
2: When will Jan Wenner finally put the fucking monkeys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? This has been bothering me, and the thing is, the reason that this is actually... The reason that this is actually lightening me is because this brings me back to the present day and I can sort of deal with...
1: This is know, an injustice you can yeah, you can universe, get your mind yeah, around. You know, Ronnie had yeah. the universe
2: expanding and crushing and cracking and fucking. And I'm like, no, I want to know how many more monkeys do we have to lose before it's just not a tribute to them because there was something about don Kirshner being inducted at the same year that you had davy in the tribute reel and the monkeys are still mm-hmm. not in mm-hmm. and mickey Dolans is doing the wild honey gig again mm-hmm. i've seen the monkeys numerous times a bunch of our guys andrew sandoval you know manages them does takes their gigs out jenkins worked on it to see him pulling out a, tip, a timpani for mm-hmm. randy Scow's get and everything um And a bunch of the Wild Honey guys now play with Coco, Mm -hmm. Dylans, and, you know, whatever. But I honestly want to know because I think that's a huge part of we're talking about, you know, being genuine in your music. Springsteen, Tom Petty, and, you know, while we said that, the Beach Boys. We all know this already, ad, ad infinitum, that... The Mamas and the Papas never played on their records, and you know, you know, the Beach Boys rarely played after that, and you know the and I look at the monkeys and I go, they were not they were no less a an integral integral part of my upbringing of my of my rock and roll. I would not be in the business I'm in. To some degree, if it weren't for the material, all these incredible writers, the incredible producers, all these people, so I want to know. I don't know how it'll be answered, um, but I want to know yeah. when the monkeys are going to be in the rock and roll, or will they forever not let them in?
1: Dude, Ed, you remember then when you on your episode, Chucky e. Weiss asked a, a rock and roll Hall of Fame question he did, too? Man, yeah. I forgot exactly. Okay, what so it and was. You're, you share a uh, you share a frustration with this. Entity, which is great. I, oh, like, he was like, "Why is it in fucking Cleveland?" Like, like rock and yeah. roll father, like rock yeah. and roll son. I love it. Yeah, I'm not going to send <laughs> the monkeys to Cleveland for nothing. Okay, Like, Yeah. So, um, so uh, <laughs> Sorry, we, <Jeffrey>. we've, <laughs> we've 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 brought up, we've we've, we've, uh, we've maxed out the wheel, so we're going to switch. And Jerry uh, and uh, Jeffrey, would you mind helping me? Would you mind just like chugging along on any chord, and I'll just do. Uh... So well, let me just tell you. So now, to engage the pop oracle, you. Morty Coyle, get to pick a card, any card, pick a card,
0: any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card. Pick a card. And, and I got two of
2: them, one, and is it a six or is it a nine,
1: you can turn s- it either way. Mm. It's song number six. I love that. Promise of Passion. See.
3: Well, these are all really momentum this is a, a momentum song and okay. it's just imposterous to just fucking start this out of just sitting, you know. What I'm well, if you want, it's we coming can... from no momentum yeah. at all.
1: So we can get it's going to be pretty odd you want. Yeah. It'll
3: be super odd.
0: That'll do, I suppose. That'll do, pig. That'll uh, do nice,
3: uh, Miss I'll do,
0: donkey. <laughs> <laughs> One, <laughs> two, three, four. tell me do you really think you're gonna find it here entirely all the cash you spend on cigarettes and beer I hour after around lost just waiting in these places with the hopes that you'll find The kind who wants for more, you're never satisfied, and all the time out searching for the things you lost inside, just another ride. dreams galore Off of the promise of passion Like you never had before I realize your life has changed In awesome many ways And laid out That you feel ashamed and you're wishing for the old days. More and more you find yourself getting deeper and deeper. And all like before, you're selling yourself. (laughs) i for... <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, that the, wow, the, the passion that's... that was promised was delivered. Wow, that's... Yeah, so that was the answer. Uh, first of all, yeah, that was you know, the promise of, all, of passion. you know how hard oh, that
2: was for Andras and I both to not sing along? Oh, we were... We were already by the second <laughs> chorus. I was like, I'm going to fuck up this <laughs> thing. I wanted right. just to jump right in. Uh, you take a
1: fifth, I'll take a third. So, yeah, so that was the promise of passion from Jeffrey Gaines. The answer to Morty Coyle's question, when will the monkeys get into the <laughs> will or Hall of will they it. or will, will they on just you know keep so,
2: them out for some kind of personal bias
1: so uh before we get into the interpretation jeffrey a little bit of background on this song some, zero nothing None. <laughs> nothing <laughs> no you got nothing to tell us no it's just syllable it's play it's all there
3: it's all just syllable play really yeah east morales uh, some oh. actor watching a guy just talking about some role he uh, just read a script for and He's out on the, the junkets promoting this thing and he's telling them, you know, it takes an actor to really, you know, trying to get people to buy tickets to a movie. It takes a guy that's skilled to just put the sauce on every bit of speech. Every bit of speech is just dripping with all this stuff. And he says, this movie, it has
0: this, it's got that, it's got this, it's got, you know, it's the promise of passion.
3: <laughs> and in in his actory way and i was like oh man that's awesome write that down so that the song sense. so songs for me again this is like it's not like i just heard a phrase i thought that was a nice one i like this guy the way he turned it i thought that's beautiful and uh, uh, you know and um looking around the club scene looking around you know everybody you know just chasing chasing the thing that's the thing to be at the thing right. to be you know where are we all migrating tonight for the chance that we could elevate something? You know, like, it's just all, and I was, I mean, I guess I knew a lot of artists at the time uh, and in my life, and a lot of people, uh, I'm a self-starter. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and there's no scene at all. There's no networking at all. You want to make something, you just, you start making it. You don't, you don't have conversations about Let's make, you know, like a lot of, you know, I notice in like cities, bigger cities, there's a collective and there's more of that whole let's just talk about the art that we hope to one day make. Whereas in the farm type, somebody's just making it. It's not like, it's not like a pre, you don't get a bunch of opinions and uh, you don't work in a, you know, so it's just like, man, you know, you know, you know, just looking at that whole scene, it's like, man, you could just leave this place and go, no one's going to grants you anything just go make it yourself so you know you know i, I don't think uh, too deeply about my own material um because i think life's short so i just write them fast and mm, just keep going make them, yeah. yeah and let the audiences absorb it and play it in headphones and and make it and have it mean all these things but to me i'm just like once i'm done with it once once an idea is actualized in my head and you're ma- on to writing the next material yeah like once it comes together i'm like well that is the that's the success that i'll get you know uh and my essays lying scattered on the floor fulfill their need just by being there that's the that's the thing that'll be like i'm done yeah now, all of this record stuff that all the great stuff that then happens after is for for other other reasons right you know what i mean i think often i think often like i think you know in music there's a lot uh to say about just You know, once you achieve it, the necessity to take it to the street, what's that for? Right. The pat on the back. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? Like, other people have to see my art or other people have to hear it. I don't know what that is about. So, I mean, uh, I'll explain maybe the lots of years in between me having recording projects. People are like, wow, it took you so long to make another record. It's like, what took me so long to make another record is that it took that long for someone to voice that they wanted
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
3: I'm, I'm not. If I, if I had to make it myself, um, again, like I said, if I make it myself, it's done, right. And then I'm like, I, I make a coffee then and just go. That sounded totally great, and just go sit down and enjoy it. But like, what's the thing that would make me do those steps to get it to other people? It's like, well, I don't have the budget for that. I don't have the clerical for that. <laughs> you know, like I'm, not, I don't know how the People buy CDs and then how they get them. You know, I'm not, right. I'm not mailing them to people, you know what I mean? Or, you know, I don't know how to manufacture anything. So thank God for, uh, you know, I'm the war recordings to uh, say, you know, let's, we'll do that stuff. You just, just do you, just do the music part. So uh, Promise of Passion is just simply um, another song in the, in the run. And I, you know, for me, I'm just enjoying starting a story at the top and then just Made it to the end, and it's succinct, and it goes through a story and a scenario, and it just paints that visual, just paints that picture. Right? Now, yeah. I don't know if it's, you know, necessarily true to anything at all.
1: Well, that's this. This is one of the things. This way it's the oracle fodder, because yeah. in a way, it's like it is like cannon fodder. Like, and it is that thing. Like, once you're done writing it, once it's out there, and it it stops. Like, it still is an expression of you, but when it comes into my ears, yeah. Your song is about me and my life and the things that I'm frustrated with. And I listen to it and think, oh, yes, I'm in when I'm listening to it and driving down the road and I'm singing along. It's not like, oh, I'm doing an impression of Jeffrey Gaines. I'm like, I'm my promise of passion. So like now moving it to to Morty. Can I just can I just show you something real quick? (laughs) Here's the
2: synchronicity. First of all. Oh,
1: okay. Remember, there's audio just medium. Read so, this. I know. I'm going to let him
2: read this right now for a second. Here. The blue? Yeah. You can read the blue all the way through. Someone talk while I'm reading
3: I'm not reading it out loud.
2: You don't want to, no read it out loud?
3: No, no, I can't. No, no, no. Okay.
2: So uh, I'm just letting him read a text message that I just sent while he was talking. I didn't want anybody to think that what I was doing was being rude, but it was total synchronicity that he brought that up. Isai's a good friend of mine. No, no. Oh. And uh, I texted him while I was here, and I go, there's this artist I just Shut listened up. to who just did a song, and it was based on an interview game. He's in Atlanta working right now, and I was like, you're going to love to sing with this guy. And he goes, we got to set it up for next time. He's an incredible singer. He sang on our first album. Nobody knows this about Esai. I've been telling him this Come on. for 20 years. <laughs> I've been going, he sings harmonies, dude. He loves oh, man, He loves crazy. the Beatles like nobody's business. Like, he sings. But like just like when we were standing Je- there. Jeffrey's having a Hollywood just like when moment. Chambers, but just like when Willie Chambers walked in at Canter's, yeah. when we were standing there and I go, Hey, man, Jeffrey, this is Willie Chambers. And he was just like, wait, hold on. And he just started naming his catalog. And Willie was like, wow. You know, yeah. it was like that with Eastside where I was like, listen. You're going to love this guy's voice. When, when we have a time, we'll figure it out. Because he'll show up at the Kibbutz and we'll close your eyes. And, I, and he knows. He'll literally go to me. I, there are still harmonies to Beatles songs. I know because he goes, no, no, here's what John did. Here's what John did. He's, an incre- He's such an incredible well, that's, musician. That's true. But the fact that you said that, like, literally you said, when you said he said, like, I saw this actor. And I thought for a second it was like a goof. Yeah, Because he said it, and I was like, oh, you mean Psy. Like I was looking right at you.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. And, I go,
2: and I'm like, and the second he said it, I was like, I was almost going to just call him and put him up and go, yeah. hold on one second.
0: If you had said that before you yeah, played yeah, the yeah. song, yeah. I told him about
2: it. And so, he, yeah, he's, in, he's, in, he's a big activist, too. And, he's, and our daughters are almost the same age we wow. had little girls almost about the same time but we've been friends for almost 30 years wow. so it's when you brought that up I was like and like I said he's on the first all day suck I couldn't. I was just like you need to sing on anything I want mm-hmm. you to do a record in Spanish and let us work with you on it and nobody knows this and he's just been but anyway well you know what I'm now very, all that, 50 now listeners to Radio 8 Ball now no I but now said. the synchronicity is <laughs> no. now the synchronicity is even more compelling and I feel a little bit better
1: okay well now let's now how does this relate to your frustration i think the power okay
2: i think the promise of passion now I think many people would say plastic about the monkeys, right? That mm-hmm. was the big that was the big gripe that people had. Was that they were a manufacturer, they were a prefab for
1: as opposed to like the police. Oh. Sorry.
2: But I'm no, but what I'm saying is, you know, that they were that they were thrown together in this cause you know, the Ben Franks ad and you know, we're just gonna cast some kids in this. Right. And like anything else. That's all that being in a band ever was. You went in the back of Music Connection and you said, I'm looking for a bass player that's influenced by the Jefferson Airplane and, you know, Eno. And then that guy went, hey, what's up? And he showed up and you're like, oh, I hate your shoes or whatever it was. <laughs> and you made it. I'm like, that's exactly what happened. Yes, it was synchronicity. They took four schmucks and we, one guy was on loan and he did art. you know, he did Oliver and they were just had him out there and they were like, let's throw this thing together and see what happens. And it could have gone poorly like the new monkeys, but it could have gone poorly and it could have just been nothing that came together. And instead... It was lightning in a bottle, yeah. and it exploded. And so when I hear something like passion, and I hear about you know, and and I think Jeffrey Gaines' forebears, I think would be obviously Elvis Costello, we spoke about, but Graham Parker, that 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 um, sort of, and I don't mean it in the you know that acid tongue, the bile laden sort of angry young mantra thing that comes up of that sort of like, I see you and I'm not satisfied with you. How can you be satisfied when I see your dissatisfaction? Mm-hmm. beyond your own, you know, not in a solipsistic way, looking out there and seeing it. So I, so when I heard this song, I was like, you know, it reminded me of like something like a squeezing out sparks, like a, you know, that thing. So now I think about the monkeys and you're like, well, what could be less passionate than guys that just get brought in and they go, here's the sheet music, here are the lyrics, the track Jack's already done. None of you get to play on it, but Mickey's going to sing it. And we're going to call it the monkeys and we're going to put an album out with your JCPenney cover that you didn't even know was going to come out. No, oh, by the way, it's on sale across the street while you're doing this radio interview that, thing, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. and I think, you know, this is the direct. It's our passion that makes us monkeys fans.
1: I, I'm going to f- flip it a little bit in just that I, I feel like. talking about the Hall of Fame, I have always thought that the idea of a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is insulting. I mean, just in the idea that everyone knows that so much of the best music in the world is not the most famous. So the fact that you're going to have a Hall of Fame for music, it's like, well, then just why, why don't you just pick the... If it's like baseball... Like a hall of, who has the best stats? Whoever sells the most records goes in. Every If you didn't sell the most records, you don't go in. Well, that's sort but then what that sort of thing it would, is. But that would be the worst right. hall of fame in the but world. Then the because monkeys would be in. You would, like, yeah, but yeah. It, would, it was a meritocracy of album sales. From 67, they'd be in. But to me, like the hall of fame is like that promise of passion. And there's that line in the song, Extra, extra uh, The, the uh, yeah. I think it's the bridge on Extra, Extra, read all about it. How in the hell can you live without it? Extra, Extra, blame your murderous media, sex lies, and violence, and all they're feeding you feeding you. Sorry, I didn't mean to put ends in in yeah on there. But uh but it is that like the rock and but on the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is selling this idea of what it is to what this music's about that is completely devoid of what you're talking about. Even like Jeffrey, when you're talking about the writing process, you write it and it's out there where is that? Where is that process captured in this? It's not. It's like unless it the the Hall of Fame is all about what happens after you've written the song and it goes into that machine you're talking about of like all these other things that you should give those you really should give that award to the person to the A and R guy. Cause he... Well, that was yeah, that's I mean, and and just drawing this back really quickly and and, and seeing
2: that is you know, just the fact that it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and yet Madonna's in and, you know, Janet Jackson <laughs> in and not taking anything away from them, there should be a popular music hall of fame. There's nothing there wrong with that. There should be no
1: hall of fames for but what artists. I'm saying, what what I'm think, saying is, but, you know, yeah. we have
2: to do that because we're humans and we need that moment of, like, congratulating ourselves for still being here or almost being here or not being here. So to me, it's that when I hear rock and roll, we're talking about fucking. We're talking about living. We're talking about running through fields and, and, you know, and biting the sky and licking clouds. And, you know, that's the passion of rock and roll. And then we're like, we grew up with that. Like, there's a monkeys album that's responsible for people being here. They fucked to some somewhere, you know, sometime in the morning or, you know, they or, you know, Stepping Stone or whatever it was they got in their first bar fight. Or Mm -hmm. so when I think of rock and roll as such a passion, the same way that I wouldn't expect Elvis Costello to be in the hip hop Hall of Fame, not. As a distinction of color or a distinction of of or, or, or music, because I think something like Beyond Belief is as hip hop as anything else, you know, or influence. But I wouldn't put Phil Collins in the hip hop hall of fame because he bit Grandmaster Flash because he bit the <laughs> on yeah. Mama, you know, from the message or whatever. So with me, it's like rock and roll is passion. And when I think of whatever you whatever you draw and having this whole thing with the Ozzy thing and, you know, with my daughter, seeing the, the comments from people and seeing the people that are responding and all I say to everyone is just sing in the car with your kids. Sing in the car with your kids. You are their minstrel. You are their door-to-door troubadour. You are that person that's coming to town that's going to tell them what you are passionate about. You're the only one. You can't rely on the radio or the Rock and Roll Hall of or mm-hmm. Jon Wenner to bring you. Hey, have you heard Rush or mm-hmm, Graham mm-hmm. Parker or you know? You can't. Yeah. We are the. We, what are you gonna sing to your kid around the campfire in 20 years? Are you gonna sing? Ah, 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 ah. And and here's the drop. But, you know, you're not. You know what I mean? You're not going to sing trap. You're like, here's what you do. Here's two sticks go. And I'm just going
0: to go.
2: You're not. You know what I mean? God bless these people with technology. But the electricity goes out. No motherfuckers are going to be holding an acoustic guitar up and, you know, and winding out dubstep. So to me, rock and roll is passion. If you're going to have passion in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, even the promise of passion, because that's what rock and roll is. You're not necessarily going to get the girl at the dance. You're not necessarily going to jump like Jack Flash. You're not going to necessarily, you know, rock and roll or, or Peggy Sue or any of those things. It's like our song, Listening to the Liars. It's the same thing. It's by the lie. Buy the lie, live the lie, eat the lie, drink the lie. Why? Because that's what being human is. That's what being alive is. Is have every day being another story. Every day being another promise of the passion of another story. Because without it, they go like this: I was in love once, na na na, and I'll never be again. Bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you don't tell it to the guy getting married. Like I Mike Chapman when we did our second album in New York, and I'm only gonna bring this up because I was I was into a girl at the time, and I said. He just No, but dig this, dig this, because now I'm burning fat because I haven't eaten. I was like, I was there and I said, you know, this chick, it was not a good relationship. It was over, but I, but I was away and I said, I need, I need to, I need to get with her. I should ask her to marry me. I was 23 or something. And Mike Chapman went, yeah, it's a good time to get your first marriage out of the way. And it was the most cynical, the most cynical, but now I look at it and I get it. When I get like a 28-year-old saying to me, like, no, no, this is the one. Or a 20-year-old going, this is the one. I go, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. We live to be older than you can imagine right now. Right. You know what I mean? That person, after 40 years, is going to wipe your mouth. You better hope that after 40 years, they still want to do that. You know what I mean? You still want Ronnie and Nancy. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, so that's my take on the promise of passion. And I'm, I'm absolutely I'm absolutely and with the Esai thing and the synchronicity of it coming back around and even the media thing you said, I hate yeah. to draw it back to the shooting. But that was the first thing that came to my mind was mentioning again of what sells tickets, what what pushes tweets is the violence, thoughts and prayers prayers and thoughts and thoughts and prayers and tweets and nothing well
1: and and i i got i got <clears> to <throat> yeah. wrap it up cuz we got to keep but uh, but i but in the interest of all of this i know that you have a like you have an, an aversion to the to the use of your name in rick and morty which is sort of i the, don't you know i no, I, I piss no, no, take it it's, i get yeah. it. i know but in that no, it's an honor in that the thing is that they there are <laughs> infinite ricks and infinite mortys so, I just think of it like for me, it's like the Mortys and the monkeys. There's, and like that's like even what you take your name from is this mortal coil, which is the Shakespeare line, and yeah. the idea that an infinite number of monkeys on an infinite number of type, typewriters could type Hamlet. And it just it goes in a way back to, Ron, to Ronnie's question. Like, mm-hmm. there are some questions that it's sort of fun to ask, and at the same time, it's pointless. The monkeys inspire us whether or not like they lend credibility to the hall of fame the and hall like of fame I doesn't said, lend credibility to them to
2: me like you said to me they're already in the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> right they already are
1: John uh, winner <laughs> you take get you off your knees the <laughs> monkeys are already in as far
2: as i'm concerned <laughs> hey hey we're all the monkeys man <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. So, well, thank you very much, Morty. If you if you live in Hollywood and you are in California, and if you live anywhere in California and you don't make <laughs> it to if Tuesday Nevada, night, if you don't make it drive. to Tuesday nights at Cantor's you're, Room. Yeah. you're missing out. It is a Hollywood institution. The people you see playing there will blow your mind. You might see Jeffrey Gaines. You might even see me singing some back back vocals. Andy, sometimes. Simon or oh, And you, you don't. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle.
0: It's the Radio Wave Ball Show. It's a good show.